Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chriselle Counseling's Hope Through the Journey podcast. We know that life is challenging, and in this podcast, we're providing hope through your journey of life. We'll help and guide you in creating the life balance you want and deserve. We're talking all things mental health and so much more in a simple and easy understand way. Uh, I'm Alfred Chriselle Jr., and I'm joined, as I always am, by my co-host, fellow licensed professional counselor, my sister, Letty Chriselle. How's it going, Let? By the way, the, what's up with the chimes in the background? Just in case our audience can't hear them, there are some wind chimes outside our studio sounding off in the background here. What's up, what's up with that? <laughs> what chimes? No. Gotta no, love can, those chimes. Hear. One morning, I woke up and I heard this sound and I thought, church bells? I, I, I'd never heard <laughs> the church bells before. Where is it coming from? Like so it turns out my neighbor bought some new mega chimes and they are lovely. Unless it's really windy and they just go nuts. Yeah. But overall, I've, I've found a great appreciation for them. Very peaceful to yeah. wake up to in the morning. And then it kind of reminds me to just do some reflection and some mindfulness. I, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. They're, kinda, they're actually kind of nice. I'm, I'm actually getting the meditation vibes with their sound. Uh, I'm sure it'll add to our podcast. <laughs> but if, if you can't hear them, well, this makes no sense. But anyway, back to business. How are you doing, Let? How is it, how's it going? Actually, I'm doing pretty good. And I was, you know, speaking of the reflection that I'm doing in the mornings now, more of it, yeah. I, was, I was thinking about something and I was like, Get ready for this because you know you know when I have these reflections these these thoughts are really yeah, profound. <laughs> so what if everyone would just think like me? I woke up hmm. to, to that. Yeah, everyone would just go with whatever I said and agreed with me one hundred percent. What would be wrong with that? Mm, that would be cool. That would be it, very it cool, would. right? That's it not the would. first time I've heard somebody say that. Why can't everybody just think like me? But. If everyone would just think the way we do, the world would be a better place, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, said everyone on this planet that wishes you could, they could control everything. I mean, think about it. If everyone thought the way I did, uh, there would be only one way, my way. And for me, that would be the best thing, obviously. <laughs> but what about everyone else, though? What would that do for them? That would mean no one else would have a voice. Right. Or a choice to decide what's best for them. And that would be completely unhealthy. Oh, but to have that control would be awesome in a selfish kind of way, right? Exactly. To finally have that control. But then again, I thought, at what cost? Hmm. What would I go through to get everyone to think like me, trying to always be in control yeah. of situations? What would that do to my relationships and then I thought, why do we even have that need to control everything? Yeah. Well, first of all, it sounds like it would be a lot of energy to use uh, to, to, to be controlling. It sounds like a lot of effort. But uh, I think this is, this is where we, we start to tie in this idea of control and mental health. Because, you know, people wondering, like, why are we talking about thinking like me? How does that tie into right. mental health? Right, right. There's so many ways that the energy spent on wanting to have everything, everyone think like me or do things my way, which, again, by the way, is the best. And um, my way is the best, right? And I'm still trying to convince my wife of that, but she's just not buying it. <laughs> That's a joke. I am totally kidding on that one. Just kidding. But seriously, the energy one spends on trying to control or overpower a conversation or situation 
can be really damaging to our mental health. Now, I know people are probably thinking uh, to themselves right now, but wait, my way is the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any such thing as the right way to do anything? And like you said earlier, Let, is it worth the cost of losing uh, the friendship or the relationship? Because the ripple effect of being controlling and wanting everything your way, we know can be life-changing both for our physical and mental health. Absolutely. And, and I think before we continue, I think we need to kind of look at what some of those controlling behaviors might look like because mm. some in our audience may not think that they have Ooh, good point. that issue of, of control, okay. you know, and it could be one of these things or all of these things, just some right, examples here. Yeah. So common signs of how someone exerts control, for example, being critical of others in the way that the person behaves or their appearance, because we want them to change oh, it. Right. Yeah. Don't wear that. Exactly. Don't wear that. Exactly. Or, mm kind of uh oh you're wearing that yeah the the (laughs) passive aggressive (laughs) kind of thing you know deja vu no no (laughs) anyway keep going okay so another one is you know dominating the conversation or constantly interrupting because Mm. it's the need to prove your point right right well listen to me no no i'm right because you know the other one guilty micromanaging (laughs) that is so stressful to deal with someone who micromanages things Yeah. Another one is the unwillingness to adapt to new circumstances. Change. You know, we don't like, we want, we like things the way they are. It's working. Why don't we, or the person in control thinks this is working. It's always worked. Mm. We don't need to change it. And then here's my personal favorite, giving the silent treatment. (gasps) I'm admitting it here right now. Back in the day, that was my go-to behavior, a learned behavior, by the way. I, I know that's one, that's one a lot of people have used to control situations, not productive or healthy. Yeah. Are those behaviors acceptable? Absolutely not. What we also need to understand is that the need for control is really, it's fear-based. It's a way of trying to create a sense of security in our lives all the time. Mm. And it's unrealistic and exhausting. Yes. Uh, In the book, Joy from Fear by Dr. Carla Marie Manley, she states, and as far as fears go, no matter how strong, smart, or talented you are, the need to always be in control is a destructive fear that can take hold of your inner world. Hmm. Whereas constructive fears alert us to an actual threat such as an intruder or an unfriendly dog, right? And actually keep us safe as we navigate life. Mm. Destructive fears, such as those that warn us that everything will not be okay if we are not perfectly in control, Mm. do nothing but erode our overall well-being. Yeah, great points. I think it's important to mention here, too, that it's not just the external expressions of what we do or say, But also the internal cognitions, many times they're irrational ones that we have lived with for so long. Those things make us think and feel in ways that make us behave the way we do. I also want to mention that uh, another tie of controlling behavior to mental health is that a lot of controlling behavior is tied to anxiety disorders, Uh, where individuals suffering from anxiety feel a need to control everything in order to feel at peace. 
And controlling behavior is found most commonly in personality disorders and narcissistic behaviors, which includes gaslighting also. So behaviors that we have to take a really, really close look at. But where where does the need to control come from anyway? So one of those needs may come from unresolved feelings. Hmm. What happened to you that made you believe that you had to be in control of all Mm, situations? You know, again, we go back to our childhood, what we experience, correct, Mm -hmm. the core beliefs that are still there. Another may be when that need for having control comes over you, you know, stop and take notice of the feelings you're experiencing in the moment. Are you feeling anxious, worried, or fearful? Is there anger behind it maybe? You know, what is that emotion that comes that comes through first? Yeah. Then once you identify those feelings, release them. Mm-hmm. Let go of the burden you created when having those feelings. You're not responsible for making everyone happy or comfortable or whatever reason you came up with because you cannot control how others are going to feel or how they're going to react. Yeah. You know, and remember to be kind to yourself when you're going through one of your cycles of, I need to be in control here. Sit with it. And we've talked about that before. Sit with the feeling and release it. And real quick, just let me jump in. I, Mm -hmm. I think that it's what you're talking about here is the ability to stop and take a step back before the action, the controlling action, right. it, it takes place. And it's so important to be able to do that in anything we do, to stop, observe, take that step back, become a little mindful in the process, and then, right. and then proceed with the, with the appropriate action. Exactly. And again, it, practice. It's yeah. practice. You, you, have to, you need to take time for that awareness. Mm-hmm. I read an article that gave the idea of control being uh, an inner dictator <laughs> that we have. All right. And that, you know, you can give oh. it a name and acknowledge it. You know, it's there and you don't need to hang out with it. You know, if for example, it's like, you know, I call mm. it my control freak. Mm. It's like, hey, control <laughs> freak, I see you have arrived. You aren't really helping the situation. So I'm going to need you to exit. It's like stage left, please. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that kind of sounds like act in the sense of having that feeling and you, you recognize it, you see it over there and you say, hey, I see you, but you know, you're not exactly. going to take, take over me right now. You're not exactly. Take control over me right now. I like that. I like that a lot. So now let's make sure we clarify here before we make control to be a bad guy, yeah. uh, to be a bad thing, because like most of the things we talk about, there's, there is a healthy side to everything and there's a healthy side to wanting to have control too. As a matter of fact, um, recent research back in 2021 indicated that a sense of control is good for overall physical and mental well-being. Right. I think this is all about personal autonomy. It's our desire as human beings to be able to control the things that we can't control in our life. We'll get to that in just a second. But it's when control infringes in a negative way on someone else, that's when it becomes really unhealthy. Absolutely. I mean, what if we were just to accept we are not always in control, to just let go of the idea that we are in control. And for those of us who have lived our lives with the need to control, where do we even begin? Oh, the million dollar question. (laughs) That is such a good question. And it's all about learning. I think it's all about learning to make life easier on ourselves 
by practicing what is called constructive control. We can do this by simply coming to the realization that we can't control everything, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> I mean, because, exactly. you know, we just have to get to the understanding and the realization that we can't control everything. And here's the secret sauce. The only thing that we have control over is what we say and what we do. That's it. Uh. In other words, I can control what I think about a situation and how I respond to it. I can't control anyone else and no one else can control me. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of us, this is the challenge. I'm reminded of a, uh, a spiritual higher power component in an Alcoholics Anonymous AA that really helps to teach about letting go of control that we really don't have. So in AA, they use a prayer called the Serenity Prayer. And I just want to share the, the first part of that prayer just to emphasize the point of not being able to control everything and being able to be at peace with that. And so it starts yeah. this way. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Powerful. Great stuff. And mm -hmm. this again, it helps us to understand that we have to learn to accept things that we have no control over and to yeah. also have the courage to change what I do have control over, which is what I think, say, and do. And that's all I have control over. That's it. And, you know, that's a tough thing to accept. <laughs> I mean, it should be easier for us, but, but you know, we're not going to be able to fix everything. We can't fix everything, which is what I think we're trying to do when we, when we take control of things. So we need to also think of the benefits of letting go of that control. You allow yourself to experience that peace that you're talking about, Al. Yeah. And you're able, in experiencing that peace, you're able to relax. Because by not always being in control, you also learn to be better prepared for the unexpected. Yes. You know, yes. you, you it, it sounds scary, but the whole idea of go with the flow, mm -hmm. whatever happens, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's in, those, it's in those moments of not having the control that we learn. Yeah. And by simply letting people be how they are and by allowing ourselves to not be attached to how every situation turns out, we're able to love and have deeper connections. And, and this applies both to loving others and to loving ourselves. Absolutely. Totally agree. Look. We all have some controlling behaviors, right? Like we talked yes. about some of it's yep. normal. It's, it's, it's healthy, especially because we, you know, we live in a society now where we want things our way all the time and we want it now. Uh, for example, we hate waiting. Why? Because waiting means we have no control over the situation. But what can we do while we wait that can be good for us? We might take the time to be still and breathe. We might find it helpful to think of alternative thoughts that are helping us through the situation because that's where the work is done in letting go of that control and being mindful of it and being helpful to us and productive to us and helps us to be a better person. 
you know, I go back to one of my earliest memories as a mom and the realization that I no longer had control over my kids, which, you know, we, we know that there's no such thing. Right. But when my oldest, Aaron Daniel, first went to school, I remember thinking, that's it. Mm. No longer is it just what's happening here at home. It's no longer just the, being able to control that. Yeah. And then Josh going out and then Hannah mm. going out. But I remember, you know, it's always with the oldest one. It's like, that's yeah. it. I have, I have to let them go. Right. I have, I no longer have control. Mm -hmm. They are going to be influenced by other people and see what's out there and exposed to other things that I never had control of to begin with, but I also can't control it for my kids. And that yeah. was like, talk about realizing oh. there's nothing I can do about oh. it except be there when they Surrendering come Surrendering that. Surrendering you know what? to yes. what you have no control over. Yeah. It is a surrender. Wow. And it's a, you know, depending on what situations are, that's a good way to look at it. Surrendering. It's surrendering in a positive way, right? Because mm -hmm. we let go. Because we know that we have no control. <laughs> and like we've talked about throughout this whole podcast, we let go for ourselves so that we can, you know, make our lives easier for ourselves so that we can be at peace, knowing that the only thing we can control is ourselves. Exactly. So about that uh, wanting everyone to think like me thing, <laughs> is that really good for us after all? <laughs> I think what we think about situations is critical, like we've, we've said already. It's all that we can control, and it's going to be the best for our physical and mental health. So ask yourself, is this thought helpful to me, or is it not? That's going to be the difference in how much control of the situation I allow myself to have over it. And that, in my booklet, is what's going to help me create the best person I can be. So let's do this. All right. Practice positive change. Practice kindness and grace towards yourself. Remember to tell yourself, I do not have control over everything and that is okay because I do not need to be in control of everything. Yeah. Keep saying that to yourself. Practice makes permanent. It's going to be better for all of us. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us for today's podcast. We hope, we really hope you receive some helpful information. If you did, submit a review to let others know about what we're doing here. That'd be nice. Uh, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms also so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can sign up also for our blog with extra tips and strategies to navigate your mental health uh, on our website at www.chriselcounseling.com, C-R-I-X-E-L-L, counseling.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Let Where can the audience follow you? Mine is Anna Chriselle. That's A-N-A-C-R-I-X-E-L-L. -L. If you haven't started following us yet, please go follow us right now and drop a comment. Yes. We'd appreciate that. Once again, thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast. And remember, practice makes permanent. There you go. Thank you, Let. Thanks for sharing a little bit of you on the podcast today. Life is a journey. Thank you again for allowing us to share a little piece of our life with you. Remember, you're not alone. We're in this together. We got this. Talk soon. Adios.